0: Welcome back to Well That's Interesting, the More Stuff About Space That's Way Too Extra edition. <laughs> Today is episode 135, another massive black hole breaking records, and when will the sun be cool enough to touch? I know, my friends, if you're a long-time listener of this fabulous show, you know we've done more than a few episodes about what's been found within our ever-expanding, ever-flamboyant, over-the-top universe. With every advancement in technology comes a new discovery. And honestly, these discoveries are so fucking bonkers, no sci-fi author or horror screenwriter could come up with what's really out there. Today, today we're gonna start with a black hole that was found back in 2022, and its existence is, is, is just so shocking. Even astronomers at the Australian National University, at the old ANU, those astronomers who found it could not believe what the fuck they were looking at. Now, here's just one, again, just one fun fact about this thing, just to wet your palate, okay? It devours an Earth-sized chunk of matter every second. Uh-huh, an Earth-size chunk of matter every fucking second. So I'm going to let three seconds pass. And while that three seconds is passing, I want you to imagine three Earths being consumed. Okay, are you ready? All right, let's do this. Okay, that was three Earths, gone. That yeah, I can't. It's disturbing and fascinating, and I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait to tell you everything about it. Then after the break, oh God, my friends, if you weren't buckled up, fucking buckle up after the break because it's time for your favorite new segment. Let's read from a book, motherfucker. And of course, it's Randall Monroe's What If, Volume Two, You Know the Fucking Drill. Now, this time we're on page 323 where it was asked, quote, after the sun runs out of fuel and it will become a white dwarf and slowly cool, when will it be cool enough to touch? My friends if you don't know what the hell a white dwarf is don't worry i've got you that'll be explained along with a timeline of when to expect the sun to die out so yay uh randall breaks down what would happen if you tried to touch our sun at this point and um boy howdy as you could expect no 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 you absolutely do not want to touch the sun ever uh no matter the state it's in and we're gonna get into why. (laughs) But first, I'm Jill Chacha, and if this is your first time listening, welcome to the flock, my glorious business goose. Pack your goddamn bags, because we're heading down under and paying a visit to the Australian National University, the old ANU. Now, it was here last year when lead researcher Dr. Christopher Onkin and his co-authors found what they described as, quote, a very large Unexpected needle in a haystack, end quote, as reported by the school's site anu.edu.au. Anyway, my friends, the laundry list, I'm serious, the laundry list of characteristics about this so-called needle is so long, you know what, we're just going to dive right the fuck in. Uh, Those lucky, lovable, nerdy astronomers detected the brightest and fastest growing black hole to have existed in the last nine billion years. That's how we're starting, okay? This is the brightest, fastest growing black hole to to have existed in nine billion years. I cannot wrap my human brain around that amount of time, and I'm sure neither can you, but that's a cool fact to start with. Now, this absolute fucking unit is three billion times more massive than our sun. And like I said at the top of the show, it swallows up an earth-sized chunk of matter every second. And I'm kind of jealous about that, but anyway. Dubbed J1144, this new supermassive black hole, in terms of distance, is around 500 times larger than Sagittarius A. Now, that may sound familiar to some of y'all out there. Uh, Sagittarius A is the supermassive black hole at the center of our Milky Way, and J1144 could easily swallow it. But that's not where the horrifying comparisons end, my friend, no, no. (laughs) The ring of super hot plasma around J1144 emits around 7,000 times more light than our entire galaxy. Again, take a moment, please take a moment to imagine our gorgeous spiral galaxy. Do you see it? There she is. Okay, this thing is 7,000 times brighter than all of it put together. Now... I know what you may be thinking, other than Jesus fucking Christ. uh, You may be thinking, aren't black holes uh, black? We can't can't see them, and what the fuck is this plasma shit you're talking about? Well, great questions. These are all great questions, and yes, you are absolutely right. As so elegantly explained by Harry Baker of LiveScience.com, quote, black holes cannot be seen because they do not give off any light. But astronomers can spot black holes because their intense gravity, pulls matter towards the event horizon so quickly that this matter gets turned into super hot plasma. This gives off light in a ring around the black hole, uh, around the black hole called an accretion disk." End quote. So my friends, due to the staggering size and shattering speed in which J1144 J1144 pulls in things and pulls them apart, she's very, very, very bright. In fact, you can find it yourself Uh, if you're in the southern hemisphere and you have a star-bought telescope you could actually get in on the action and spot this thing that's how bright it is quote the black hole has a visible magnitude of 14.5 a measure of how bright an object appears to an observer on earth this means anyone with a decent telescope in a very dark backyard can see it comfortably end quote from the old ANU website so how fucking fun is that my southern business goose, if you could spot it, let us know. But anyway, let's get back to the professionals, uh, the astronomers at the Australian National University. These lovable nerds have the wee task of completing something called the Sky Mapper Southern Sky Survey, which is an attempt to map out the entirety of the sky in the southern hemisphere. <laughs> Godspeed. <laughs> now, It was just a normal day back in 2022. They were just plotting along when they literally stumbled upon J1144. I'm serious. It was an accident. Quote, Astronomers have been hunting for objects like this for more than 50 years. Lead researcher Christopher Onkin said in a statement to the ANU website. They have found thousands of fainter ones, but this astonishingly bright one had slipped through unnoticed. End quote. I look. It really makes me frightened to think what else we've missed and what else is out there. Uh, I try not to think about it because things like J1144, were just kicking around. It's just out there doing its thing. And uh, here's just more truly insane things about this black hole. Okay, like I said, it's 500 times the size of Sagittarius A. And to help put the size and its gravitational pull into context, co-author and anu phd researcher samuel lay said quote the orbits of our planets in our solar system would fit inside its event horizon the black hole's boundary from which nothing can escape end quote okay yeah imagine all of the planets that is the the width and the breadth of its event horizon if you step a toe into that now. (laughs) Yeah, you're gone. So this just seems just too wide, just too wide, and it's just consuming too much. Now, if that seems impossible to you, you're right. It boggles the mind of even these astronomers. Now, usually, usually, the growth rate of enormous black holes like this, it slows down as they become more massive. Now, J1144 has the mass of 3 billion suns and others of comparable size other black holes they stopped growing so quickly billions of years ago but this one this one won't quit so the question is naturally fucking why why in the holy hell and how is this thing still growing after nine billion years quote did something catastrophic happen (laughs) Perhaps two big galaxies crashed into each other, funneling a whole lot of material into the black hole to feed it, doctor Ankin said. Co author, Associate Professor Christian Wolfe commented, This black hole is such an outlier that while while you should never say never, I don't believe we will ever find another one like this. We are fairly confident this record will not be broken. We have essentially run out of sky and we we essentially run out of sky where objects like this could be hiding. End quote from The anu site you know hold on now my friends you know well that's interesting this amazing show loves a good hole we love a good hole around here and yes this is a hole for the ages but if you're a long time member of the flock i bet you respectfully disagree with that statement i mean the holes are out there (laughs) put it on a tote the holes are out there okay now for real now this is what i mean by that they're out there. Some researchers believe that there are as many as 40 quintillion black holes in the universe. Okay, 40 quintillion. Now, what is that? Great question. To put that number into perspective, okay, please imagine the number one. Thank you, the number one with 18 zeros behind it. That's one, one quintillion. We're talking about 40. Now if that sounds like a lot, it fucking is. Black holes could account for around 1% of all matter in the universe. I know, 1%. So please, please tell your friends that 1% of our universe is made up of very heavy, very hungry holes. Yeah. After the break, our fucking glorious sun. Uh, one day she will be but a shadow of her former self, so we ask, will it ever be cool enough to touch? And if so, would we even be able to? And <laughs> and if you know how things go on this show, the answer is deadly. So please, stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Hey, everyone, Jill Chacha here from Well, That's Interesting, and I am absolutely thrilled to tell you about Spotify for Podcasters. I use it, I love it, and it all started by downloading the free Spotify for Podcasters app, which has all the tools you need in one place to record and edit your masterpiece of a podcast. Spotify for Podcasters also distributes your show to all major platforms, so when you hit publish, your episodes will stream not only On Spotify, but I'm talking about the Apples, the Googles, Stitcher, GoodPods, the other ones. (laughs) You get the idea. And you can monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership required. You could also set up monthly subscriptions and record ads just like this one. So what are you waiting for? Download Spotify for Podcasters today and start changing the world. Oh, and please, stay interesting. 20th Century Studios presents Vacation Friends 2. Now streaming only on Hulu. Look at us. All together again. We just wanted to give you guys a real honeymoon. Shots! 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 Now streaming. He was just released from jail. Where can I get a drink around here? (laughs) Back on vacation. This place is nice. It's drug lord nice. I'm sorry, drug lord nice? With more baggage. Ever since he showed up, he turned this relaxing vacation into total chaos. Who does that? Vacation Friends 2. Rated R. Now streaming only on Hulu. And we're back. We are so back. And my friends, take a good look directly into the sun. No, no, please. No, please. I'm kidding. Please don't do that. Only certain failed human beings and former presidents do that kind of thing. Oh, no, no, no. No, you and I are going to take a peek at the good book. And that, of course, being What If? Volume 2 by Randall Monroe. <laughs> On page, On page 323, it was asked, quote, after the sun runs out of fuel, it will become a white dwarf and slowly cool. When will it be cool enough to touch?" End quote. Well, my friends, I think this is an awesome question. And the answer, like the universe, like the universe itself is devastating. Let's get into it. Quote, the sun will cool to room temperature in about 20 billion years. Right now the sun is getting hotter because the core is getting heavier which makes its gravity pull harder and burn hydrogen faster. In about 5 billion years, it will start running out of hydrogen to burn. And as the core collapses under its own weight, which I think we could all relate to, the heat of the collapse will trigger several desperate spasms of fusion that will inflate its outer layers, possibly consuming the earth. And then the outer layers will blast away. What remains of the sun will collapse into an inert, rapidly spinning ball, slightly larger than the earth, a white dwarf." End quote. So, my friends, some stars, some stars, those way, way bigger than our own, and I'm talking stars that are at least eight times larger than our sun, those are so heavy that when they collapse, they die the most flamboyant death possible, and that, of course, being a supernova. And others, like our sun, just like you heard, they become white dwarves. According to a little something called scientificamerican.com, there are at least 10 billion white dwarves in our Milky Way alone. And by the way, Randall points out, quote, there are no room temperature stars in the night sky right now because the universe just isn't old enough. The first generation of white dwarves are still hot from their collapse. The universe is actually still young, end quote. Yeah, let that settle in, my friends. Believe it or not, our universe is just a dumb teen. (laughs) She's like 19 billion years old, if you can believe it. And anyway, one day, just a wee 5 billion years from now, our sun will join the chorus of cooling white dwarves. National Geographic reports that these white dwarves can be well over 180,000 degrees Fahrenheit, or 100,000 degrees Celsius. So, needless to say, the wait until those numbers cool to a cozy room temperature, oh boy, that wait is a long one. Quote, at first the sun's remnant will be white-hot from the violence of the collapse, but it will gradually cool over time as it radiates that heat into space. After a few billion years, it will be cooler than it is today. After 5 to 10 billion years, it will be the temperature of a campfire radiating almost all of its heat in the infrared. After another 10 to 20 billion years, it will reach room temperature. End quote. All right. Sounds like like it's a good time to saddle up, right? And stick a finger out there and give it a poke? Absolutely fucking not. What? No. Don't do that to anything in nature. Just as a rule, don't poke things. Because here is why you should never touch the sun, ever. Now, in this case, quote... (laughs) The sun's white dwarf remnant is much smaller than the old sun. Uh, when your spaceship reaches the former location of the sun's surface, the remnant sun will only appear a little larger than the full moon in the sky. Unlike all the white dwarfs that exist in the universe today, uh, the sun's remnant won't produce any light in this far in the future, so you'll need headlights to see it. The surface will probably appear a dull gray color, Most of the atmosphere will have settled onto the surface under the immense pressure, but there may be a bluish haze from any hydrogen left over. End quote. Now, that's a hell of a scene, but my friends, we touched upon a very important word. No pun intended. We touched upon actually two very important words. uh, Immense pressure. Let's talk about it. Quote, you will feel fine while coasting towards the star, but if you try to stop your spaceship for a moment to admire the view, you'll run into trouble. The remnant still has about half the sun's original mass, which means the gravitational pull at this distance will already be 10 times Earth's gravity. If you try and hover in place or turn around, you'll black out from the g-forces unless you're wearing an, a, a, unless you're wearing an acceleration suit, which by the way, I did not bring mine. And I didn't think you brought yours either, sorry. Um, but if turning back is a mistake, continuing on is even worse, because there's no way to make a controlled landing on the surface of a cool white dwarf. Now, it's not the fall that's the problem, it's the stop at the end. If you let, your, if you let yourself plunge by the time you reach the surface, you'd be moving at about 1% the speed of light and would disintegrate on impact. End quote. So, It doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound good. So I reckon we might have to dial this one in and uh, send a robot because there's no way to land a ship on this white dwarf and the gravitational pull will crush you on the surface. So we have to ask, what kind of robot should we send? What kind of robot would survive? Well, you're probably thinking maybe a really, really tiny one. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Surviving here all has to do with trying not to collapse under your own weight. So let's talk about just how damn tiny this thing needs to be. Quote, On Earth, you can make a small sculpture out of ice, but you can't form it into a mountain more than a mile tall before it collapses. On a stellar remnant, ice structures would be limited to about an inch in height. On Earth... A steel cable dangling from one end could be about four miles long before it snaps under its own weight. But on a white dwarf, cables could barely support three inches of its own weight. The largest suspension bridge on a dwarf wouldn't be able to cross a gap more than an inch wide." End quote. So not many options here. Uh, In sum, you'll need something ant-sized maybe even smaller, and it shouldn't have a lot of moving parts. So, I mean, good luck lifting a robot arm in this ki- in this, in this gravity. So maybe, maybe, if we haven't all nuked or shot or argued ourselves to extinction, maybe we can build something fucking awesome, like kick ass, like an ever-so-tiny cube that can transmit observations back to us. Now, Randall brings up a good philosophical question. Does sending a robot in our place count as touching a white dwarf? Sure. Sure, why not? I mean, think about it. At this point in time, evolutionarily speaking, we probably don't even have hands anymore. Or fingers. Maybe we're all a bunch of cubes. But whatever the shape, I hope to God there's a way to eat pizza. The fucking end. <laughs> Thank you for listening, rating, subscribing, telling your friends that they should never touch the fucking sun Uh, at any point. Please, you will be crushed to death. You won't be burned, but you'll be crushed to death. Um, And please tell them about J1144, how it was found on accident, and it's over nine billion years old and growing. And that's just out there. I know, it's terrifying. So thank you, and please stay interesting.